Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments about sarcastic Nazi salutes and ironic Sig Heils are purely for scaring the sh out of you. Isn't that right, hipster Nazis? Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs> Adam, there are hipster Nazis, right? Because that because that was the when they said like Heil Trump or whatever, they were saying they were being ironic. I feel I think I heard that somewhere Ugh. where it was kind of excused away, and I'm like, oh great, hipster Nazi. I mean, can you think of anything worse? <laughs> that would be the worst. Because like sci-fi will combine combine you know like a crocodile and a shark and be like shark-a-dile. Yeah. but like hipster Nazi, that's like that's up the there with way, it, right? You've brought two, the two most evil things together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, hipster Nazi baby. Uh, I don't think worst. that's possible because hipsters have too much hair, and Nazis, from what I understand, are very clean cut, <laughs> both on their head and their face. Well, that's true. And what was They've, Dana Carvey saying about them? Millennials? The Nazis? In general? <laughs> oh. oh, millennials. Dana, I'm paraphrasing this terribly, but Dana Carvey had a really great take on it. He said millennials, uh, his generation, which is the, um, what do they call the yeah, baby, boomers. Boomers. He's he's the baby boomers. boomers. He's the boomers. So he's talking like about, you know, the American dream for them was two, ca- two cars and a house and a garage. And they would work really hard to get that. But now the millennials are like, I don't know, I'm just going to ride share and live with my parents. <laughs> so they don't have to work as hard. I mean, well, then they're neither threatened by the Nazis. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> the new set of Nazis. That's true. I, I don't think these are these are the best Nazis that history has produced. No, <laughs> good. These ones are a little more living in their mom's. Good, because the one they're the ones that are around where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. Someone tell a joke. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, nestled in an area of Los Angeles known as Burbank Airport Adjacent. This is a brand new show, and these brand new shows are offered up every week. Just search Yahoo, Bing, or Google. 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 And we come right up. And the show is free. Paul, wait a minute. Oh, man. Being that tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh Uh-huh. I went out and I purchased a lot of Thanksgiving feast type things at the Ralph's. Uh And even though I did use my Ralph's card, some coupons, and some money that I got at the Change Star, I don't have any left for the show tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. I just mentioned the show is free. Wait a minute, what? Don't worry. Oh, that's a Thanksgiving yes. miracle. It oh. is. Woo! Adam, uh, don't worry. I thought he was going to mention that they gouge you at the Ralph's <laughs> at uh, this time of year, so you got to go earlier. You can follow us on social media, too. <laughs> social media is free. It's all free. Oh. You can have a fun Thanksgiving anyway, Karen. Thank what, what, you. Hey, if we're on social media, will what they hear surprise them? <laughs> if you click. <laughs> We are great fools. We and, should just uh, do a whole show where we stop and keep going, click and like, click and like. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to do this movie, but only if you click and like. Hey, I, I've, I've I've done many bits where I'm so enthused with the joke where I say, subscribe. Like, yeah, like, like subscribe. Come on. For that one? Come on. Subscribe. subscribe. Come on. That's a pretty good Ronnie Cox joke, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, let's see. Settle in as we take you through the upcoming weekend and new movie releases. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast in all the land, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. We just gave a ghost a nuke. We should probably run. And Adam Witt. TK421, why aren't you at your post? <laughs> Bart is out this week having turkey day with his family, but joining us in the Bart chair is a performer and comedian who is spearheading her own production that just finished a successful Kickstarter campaign, is now opening in December, Women Rule Broadway. Here we go with the name. 
Genevieve Flatty. Why did Ooh. you say it that way? Did I get it wrong? No, Genevieve. You said it gross. I did. Oh, Genevieve. But that's a very Flatty. beautiful phrase. Well, did I say it German? He doesn't know you, Jean, so. Jean you don't know. Don't Can I try? <laughs> uh, it was a little it flummy. Me. Lay it uh, on me. Genevieve. Genevieve. What did I say? It. No. Say it like a French mime. Come on. John, did I say Genevieve? Like Pepe no, you. Genevieve. No, no, you said it all like, I don't know, it was kind of just gross. Give, give me Godard's first name. Jane Luke? No! <laughs> You're saying it kind of like a white supremacist. Wow. That's what's going oh, on. That's yeah. the theme today. There'll be more Nazis later in the show, oh, for the oh, record. Fantastic. Thank you. I take the supreme Nazis, uh, the supreme whites, as opposed to just the pepperoni or just the just cheese. You I know, I like the I like the supreme whites <laughs> before they had Diana Ross in the front. I thought they were much better when they were oh. all equal. Genevieve Flatty. Gladys Knight and the that's white better. Supremes. <laughs> Not so good with names, but you know what we're good at? Movie previews. That's right. It's scared to be explosion sometimes. Oh my God, I thought it was a fart. It's kind of like a fart. You know, our previews like are very similar to a fart. So. Jesus, what are you eating? I, Chipotle. Have you eaten Chipotle? That'll Chipotle do it, Chipotle and glue. <laughs> Well, That'll if you're new to the totally showcast, uh, we are a movie preview show talking about what's coming up at the movie, so you don't have to have seen anything to check out our show. Some people Thank are like, I don't watch God. any movies, so I shouldn't see the show. That's yeah. what Bart says every week. Right. He's yeah. our co-host normally. <laughs> well, he's here for balance. What is that when in an experiment when you have one that doesn't, uh, you right. know, one that's a placebo? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a placebo. Yeah. <laughs> you're a placebo Guess this what? week. I haven't seen any movies. Yeah, perfect. exactly. Perfect. Good girl. You're the perfect audience. I know. <laughs> and you're on the show. It's the best of both worlds. But I got lots of opinions because I'm a millennial. Good. Let's do this. There we go. Uh, this week is the big Thanksgiving weekend, and all manner of movie has been released to give you an excuse to get away from your family after a tough dinner conversation about <sighs> the president-elect. Your distractions include Rules Don't Apply, what a fitting title here for a movie about Hollywood, mm -hmm. Allied, which I'm pretty sure is just two hours straight of watching moving fans, <laughs> and Moana, where Dwayne Johnson plays Demi Moore. Wait, no, I don't think so. Right, that That's a demigod. Oh. A yes. demigod. And then later in the or show... Look at Santa Claus nits you. What the hell are you looking at me so funny for? Sorry, Santa. I had to go. Oh, is that you? I thought it was me. Bad Santa. <laughs> bad. Bad Sit. What number of bad Santa? This is bad Santa too. Oh, I know. And he just did number one I in the lab. I do know. Are we going to just be impressed every time you know a thing about a movie? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. You don't understand. But I'm going to stare at you when I make weird references to Star Wars. TK421, why aren't you at your post? <laughs> Get it? <What>? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, well, let's see. These we the, the movies this week certainly are a cross-section of Trump's America. Let's see. We have a tortured man who married a foreigner, hmm. an eccentric billionaire who picks out the hottest women, oh, a god who like thinks it. he's even more powerful god, <laughs> and a shady grifter who pretends he's Santa Claus. <laughs> we'll be going over all of those throughout the course of the show. All right. So I think Steve Schultz posted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Steve Schultz that posted... The um, scene from Scrooge where Bill Murray is walking through, is he walking through the White House and he goes, is this Trump Towers? Have oh, you yeah. seen that? Yeah. That's not in Scrooged. Trump Towers? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Well, no, he's he's going through like a crummy, a crummy oh, neighborhood dilapidated place and he says, oh, my Trump Tower? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Topical. <laughs> oh, quick uh, plug for <laughs> me. We'll get to oh, uh, Jean-Vieve's show uh, later, but I want to talk about a show called In the Music Queue. Cream. This is going to be an ongoing series of shows in the music queue, and it's going to focus on a different rock band each and every time they do it. I know this will be is the first one coming Is it a live show? Up. 
It's a live show. It's okay. a multimedia retrospective of the band Cream. Sure. Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, Jack cool. Bruce. And it's uh, put on by my friend Sharia Bissonette, whose husband is uh, Elton John's bass player. So he's oh, going to pull in like awesome. all these what? great guys, including Greg Bissonette and uh, a whole bunch of people like these studio guys. And every time you see studio guys, you're like, who is that guy? And then they'll blow you away. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? and, you, and you look them up on Google and you just can't believe they played with everyone. Yeah. Like yeah. Russ Kunkel or somebody. There's yeah. going to be a stage full of those people. Uh, Where's this at? This is going to be at the Segerstrom Arts Center, Performing Arts Center in Orange County. Huh. And it will be coming up on January 11th. And you're going. I am going to be so a, I can get a, ride. a voiceover. <laughs> in it. Right. I'm looking at my calendar right now, <laughs> make sure I don't have a gig. You're a voiceover? And then I'm appearing in some video clips, and then I perform on stage and introduce the band. Do you s- no, play no. with Cream? Ooh. I'm kidding. No, I'm no. Just cream. Kidding. Oh, man, Cream. <laughs> Their uh, 2005 revival was so great. So, And the same with Zeppelin. That. when they Last time they got together in like an 07, God, they, both bands just looked like they were having so much fun. It's a shame they just couldn't do it forever. And that silvery tubular font for Cream, that took off. That Everything got that it's eventually so too, right? I think the boobays are using like that. When you say Cream, I'm like, yeah. immediately I think of that. I'm like, ah, oh, and the little painted in sparkles, little yeah. silvery sparkles and a little tubular. It Am just, I wrong about it that? Or am I thinking of the magazine Cream? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm thinking of the magazine. I think I'm thinking of the magazine. <laughs> but they also had that sort of trippy The Who. Yeah, they all kind right. of had that trippy The Font back okay, then yeah. with The Font. Right. The Who and all of them had a trippy font. Hi, I'm Trippy The Font. I'm trippy The Font. I'm just going to call it Cream Show. <laughs> sure. Right. That doesn't sound as <laughs> prestigious. Just don't let your phone get lost. <laughs> I think there's one of those every weekend. Yeah, but this one's uh, in January. I just, it, uh, it just auto-corrected to Crime Show. Of course. Yeah, I'll be yeah. plugging it again, so hopefully you guys can come yeah. out and check it out. And Karen uh, should plug also December 10th. Oh, I should. At the Improv in Hollywood. Yes, get your tickets ahead of time. We sold out. The Bay sisters will be playing the Improv in Hollywood at 8 o'clock. It's our holidays show, and I'm sure there's going to be a dildo wearing a Santa suit. All sorts of good stuff. I guarantee there will be a dildo wearing a Santa <laughs> suit. I've seen a lot of Bay shows. <laughs> All right, listen, time for the holidays. Time for a Disney film. Hold uh, on, there are questions. Wait, ju- I know, I was just laughing, but before you were like, okay, watch what you say. You don't make sure you don't swear. Dildo, dildo, dildo. Dildo's a medical term. Dildo's a political term at the current. Okay, got it. Noted. I was trying to find that line that apparently is right. a different hey, place. Next time you want to curse, just say dildo. You can use dildo. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. I figure if they got away with it on Love Line. Oh, true. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what I can take back to work at Disney, you know, right. say on stage there. I'm like, oh, well, I said it on a, on a kid's show <laughs> podcast. Kid's so, show? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Apple take sauce. take everything you take here, to, take it to Disney. I want to see what happens when you do that. Noted. <laughs> uh, let's talk about, well, speaking of Disney, it's time for Disney film. This year oh, we get right. Moana, an animated Disney classic. That's right. They're releasing a brand new animated <laughs> Disney classic. <laughs> Karen, let's tell the people what it's about. It's time again, or for the first time if you're paying attention, for a Movie Guys lightning preview. This is where one lucky Movie Guy is put to the test to see if he or she can guess all the major plot points of a movie based only on the film's title and genre in under 30 seconds. Today's movie is Moana, and it's an animated Disney classic. Karen, go. A little girl named Moana sets out an adventure? That is correct. She meets up with an unlikely ally. Correct. The fate of either the world or her town or maybe her people are at stake? Uh, Is her courage tested? She overcomes insurmountable odds. And in the end, she discovers the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, She discovers the true meaning of friendship. She discovers herself. Of course she does, because... It's a movie, isn't it? That just sounds so dirty that she's discovering herself. 
Well, it's, take that back to Disney. She is coming of age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or she's of the coming Oh, of the coming my age. God. All right. Nailed it? <laughs> I don't think you can what are we say that. To say? <laughs> you talked to me for 20 minutes before we went on. Gee, Look, watch dildo. your mouth. <laughs> You're going to think we're saying Bilbo. Anytime we want to say dildo, say Bilbo. For the record, people call you G. Is it because you give them a hard time like I got saying Jean V? Uh, no, it's because Sean McNamara, one of my bosses, was like, your name's too long and I'm too lazy. So he just called me G. Who said that? A guy was Sean. One syllable guy says yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Jean. Uh, let's see. Animated movies have seemingly exhausted all possible order of things to animate and bring to life, from furniture to plants to food to pets and even school supplies. And with almost nothing left to turn into a cartoon, they have resorted to making talking Hawaiians. But, Paul, don't Hawaiians already talk? Ah, uh, you're thinking of Floridians. Ah. Uh, Moana is a smart, adventurous teen. Oh, great, finally! I was getting so sick of Disney making movies about girls that are servile, shiftless, and just layabouts in general. Dwayne The Rock Johnson heard that there was still some money in Hollywood that isn't in his bank account, so he plays Maui. He plays an island? Oh, sure, he's a big kind of guy, but a whole island? Moana is aided? Wow. Perturbed. Perturbed by Maui. <laughs> All right. The Hawaiian demigod of the wind and sea. Not exactly the lightning and the sun as gods go, but you know. I didn't know Hawaiians had gods, other than Keanu. Cool breeze. <laughs> I wish I had that at the ready for every time we said Keanu. I know. It's like a little... You just said it. it th- I was like, are you playing again? Wow. Well, it's also, I have another one here. I, remember, I don't know who it was who was on our show, but they said Cool Breeze in a way we'd like to, to hear it. The Cool Breeze. <laughs> yeah. Who is that guy? Who is that? I don't know. That's awesome. 180 shows. I forgot who the heck that is. Cool Put some wind breeze. behind that guy. We need a Cool Breeze thing. The Cool Breeze. <laughs> wow. Ooh, is that the guy that was uh, here from Back to the Future? One Harry, of those Harry two Waters, dudes, maybe. yeah. Oh, Wait, how about this? The Cool Breeze. Cool Breeze. <laughs> oh, nice. See, that guy's going got, at the same time. That guy, nice. uh, she'll get this as a, as a lady. <laughs> you listen to his voice and you're like, yeah. Like, yeah I'll your do answer this. is yes. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can just tell what's going on in his well, pants just, from that yeah, voice. You feel you're mm-hmm. like, and I'm going to push the line. You feel your ovaries get closer. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we got to breathe with him. The cool Let's go breeze. for it. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's weird because Riley Martin sort of has that, and we all know he was a mess, but yes. he's got that voice. It's that voice, and you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Cool we, right here, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Let's go. God. Well, let's play a clip I here from, uh, this is a clip voice. from Moana. Oh, okay. The Rock is going to do to you exactly <laughs> what he does best, and that's lay the smack down on your candy ass. That. That's awesome. That was not from Moana. Oh, oh no. the island is a rock, though. So I, yeah. thought that, I thought that was on topic. Sorry, this is it. Mm. Know your role and shut your mouth! Ah! Right, let me try again. That's <laughs> not nice to say to that girl. Here we go. It's Maui time! Oh, oh that that's actually like from it. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but Maui time, what's he do? Does he pour shots for everyone in the bar? Is that his power? No, he's a shapeshifter. No, he can do that, too. You're right. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hawaii doesn't have a bunch of gods. Maybe they just have this one. He could, ch- <laughs> well, Paul. He could change into a hawk, making him Disney's manimal. <laughs> that's fun, Adam. Did you write that? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's manimal. great. And who played manimal? <laughs> who played manimal? Jean-Vier? Oh, what's happening? Hold on. <laughs> there was an old television show back in the day called Manimal, where hey, Simon McCorkendale. Simon McCorkendale. I don't know uh, that either. Uh, no. There used to be a show called Animorphs when I was oh, a kid. There was a show there called go. Animorphs. There you go. So there you. We're close. We're getting closer, guys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Moana has special powers too. She has the ability to harness the power of the sea. 
Wait a second, where have I heard that before? Wonder Twin Powers activate! Shape of octopus! Form of an ice unicycle! You know, always practical things that they turn into. <laughs> I mean, just always. An ice unicycle. Ice unicycle. Not like, you know, a giant gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that strong women who go out on their own to do great things always need to get an eyebrow wax? Moana, Frida Kahlo, Hailey Steinfeld from True Grit. But to do Objective X, they'll have to conquer Obstruction Y. Mm. In this case, an ocean filled with unspeakable animated danger. Like a lava monster. Ooh. Hey, maybe that... Ice unicycle will come in handy after all. <laughs> hey, is that the monster that makes me sit through that Pixar I love lava you short? How dare you. Mm, that is a fate worse than death. A long, long time no. ago. Don't do it. No, come I, on. Don't do it. I How dare you? No. I, it's just too much. No. I may take the rest of the show. It's only at this point. No, it's just every every kid on YouTube well, playing a ukulele staring into the screen. And you know what? They really, after the paper, the paper one, where there's like the two people and they made the paper airplanes, they should just stop. They're done. That was the best one. But did you see Piper? I did the, see Piper. I did like Piper. Piper was sweet. Yeah. I did like that one. Now keep that going. I want to see if this gets Go Cubs Go out of my head. I hit it might. I don't know if you want to get that out of your head. It is still there. All right. This film is directed by the renowned filmmaking team of Ron Clements and John Musker. Who? Who wrote and directed <laughs> The Little Mermaid and Aladdin. Ooh. And who also you're just now hearing of. And <laughs> now it's time. Oh. Oh. Sorry. It's very exciting. What's up, honey? Well, I want you to know that it's time for the movie guy's word of the day. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, the Disney website lists The Rock's Maui as the movie's deuteragonist. All right. The person second of importance to the protagonist in a drama. This is the first time I've ever heard the word, and that's why Paul had to say it. And I'm disconcerted by being used so casually. There you go. That's Moana. Moana. And more. Let's talk about Moana. So it's not Mona? How do you know it's Moana? It's just the, the, the Moana. Hey, Mona. Mona. I'd not. Angela. That would be fun. Angela. <laughs> Mona. Hey, who's the kid? Uh, uh, Angela. Mona. <laughs> And is it Andy or something? I can't remember. Alyssa Milano. <laughs> what was the kid's name? Who cares? Uh, Are we off of Mona that quickly or Moana? How do you know it's Moana? I'm not going to see it. Well, that. here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to see it the, because Disney, I mean, ever since John Lasseter took over Disney, I mean, he he's made not just the Pixar movies great, but... Now all the Disney movies are great too. Mm-hmm. You wreck it, Ralph. You're Frozen. Mm-hmm. You're uh, Disney's back. Zootopia again. Is great. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see Zootopia. Oh, you'd love Zootopia. You love oh Zootopia. my God, Karen, would you I put know. it on top of your list? Uh, Erase John Luke Godard's whatever you just wrote down yeah. there. All right. I'll put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna like it. It's uh, anyway. Jane Fonda. She's in a movie, but it's kind of ironic. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, you see that, but. It's <laughs> <laughs> another movie where everybody's magical. Oh, she yeah. has powers with the water. It's like no one's no one's not magical. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how these movies roll a lot. Yeah, you know, isn't uh, I'm still not seeing Frozen, which is like not seeing Little Wait, Mermaid the at this guy, point. The the guy with the moose is not magical. He's pathetic Jim or whatever his name is <laughs> in Frozen. I think that's what, yeah. Pathetic Jim. The Please tell me moose. that's really his name. The moose is very personable. The, I mean, well, what about the villain pathetic guy? Jim. <laughs> I just can't get out of my head now. There's a Disney character. <laughs> 
Oh, pathetic Jim. He's the oh, pathetic Jim. He gets his own song. But how pathetic he is. Yeah. In a medicine cabinet story. I mean, Disney, Hey, pathetic Jim, you're that Band-Aid nobody can use. They've got to make one character relatable for every little boy across America. Yeah. And that's yeah. pathetic that's Jim. pathetic Jim. <laughs> hey, dummy, this character's you. Just like you. And he gets the hot, normal girl. That's a win. Its own way. But you're just going to say the hot normal. And I thought, that is the most genteel sexual position. Mm. <laughs> I'm finding the, the... Every time I think we've hit the line, of what we're at, it's, it's more. Sorry. I can go a little it's farther. fine. The hot okay. normal. Just just bleep the word normal. People think I said something really provocative. If we said, <laughs> we said dildo in the last five minutes. Oh. Perhaps we should again. But you can if you're referring to the president, I think. I'm kidding. <laughs> you just being presidential. We've discovered that. Uh, so, yeah, all right, well, I'll go to this by myself. Well, I mean, it's The Rock doing the voice. I mean, it's going to be, his voice is his defining he fun does. characteristic. A friend of mine told me he sings, though. Oh. Yay. <laughs> Adam, and by the way. Do you have Paint his, Your Wagon queued up? Go ahead. His defining characteristic, from my point of view, is his hot body. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. fact that it's animated and it's yeah. just his voice, I'm not going to yeah, that. Yeah, right. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can sit that. there and close your eyes and just pretend you can see his pectorals rippling while yeah. he's reading the lines. He did mm. sing at the WWF. He would sing little songs about how much, when he was a bad guy, he would yeah. sing about how much the town he was in sucked. <laughs> he had like a little ukulele and he would sing. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. I have a thing for voices. He's, he's got that oh, voice man. too. Yes. I'll, I'll take it. The Barry White, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. The cool breeze. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> oh, that's, that's All right, let's so get to our next movie, which is Allied, Allied, which is like By the Sea if Brad Pitt had to kill Angelina Jolie. So really, it might be a metaphor for their public breakup. Regardless, we're talking about it. Let's go, Adam. Max, played by Brad Pitt, is a Canadian wing commander. He meets Marianne Frenchity French. Seriously, good luck trying to pronounce her character's last name. Anyway, she is played by Marianne Cotillard, and she's a soldier with the French Resistance, and she was more resistant than most. I fart in your gender direction. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Because very little action happens in front of enemy lines, Max and Marianne go behind them. Together they team up on a deadly mission to assassinate some high-level officers within the German army. And afterward, they fall in love. Because nothing stokes the flames of passion quite like... Killing Nazis. Here's a, here's a clip of Max trying to impress Marianne with his French skills. Can we say baguette? That may not have been from there. Can you say baguette here? <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, fits in a little too well with the Nazis, if you know what I mean. I don't know. Do you? Do you know what I mean? No. Or do you mean that the Nazis fit in to her that too well? That someone's totally not a Nazi, but just comes off that Wait, way. Wait, I think I've heard of someone in the news that's like that. Hey, Paul, I don't think audiences pick up on that. World War II was like 70 years ago. Yeah. But even though Marianne <laughs> oh has seemingly God. proven her commitment to the cause by... Killing Nazis. <laughs> her true loyalty is, kill is called into question when a high-ranking officer calls her loyalty into question. That they do suggest it. that Marianne may be a Nazi spy, and they give him 70 two hours to prove her innocent or he'll have to execute her 
When Max is confronted with the possibility that his wife might be a German spy, he is forced with the responsibility of assassinating her if she is. Otherwise, he himself will be hung for treason. That's Allied, this week's winner of Movie Least Likely to Have a Porn Parody Made of It. There you go. (laughs) So it's just a remake of Sophie's Choice then? You know, there's a lot of movies that have come down to one thing. Yeah. It's like they show the trailer, it's pretty much the whole movie except will he or won't he. Huh. You know, and that's kind of all we're left with when we go to see well, it. Well, doesn't Sophie have to choose between two, two children? Two kids, yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's different. Well, but he's it's got like a, a kid. There's like a thing that the movie's about, though. Like. But I, do they do all this behind enemy lines? Like, they're both pretending to be Nazis, oh. and they and they get married, they fall in love, and they have a kid. All as fake Nazis? I'm not sure. It seems like I they're putting tell. up a front, though, for something. Yeah. Do they have, like, a Nazi wedding? Like, where well, her, her know, veil is, like, just covered with swastikas and I, the tears of Jews? I, no, you it's know, a I destination wedding. Oh, okay. It's just like that. And the destination would be hell? Like, yeah, exactly. Just straight. A nightmare um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's so many choices for the Thanksgiving weekend with your family. <laughs> Mazel <tov. laughs> This one's right up there. Oh, well, I forgot to mention who directed this. Who? Yes, right? It was uh, Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. Director of Denzel Washington Drinks a Lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, Tom Hanks is no good at uh, uh, being working for FedEx. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Wow. Dummy. And dummy through history. History t- for dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Time to go back to that. Hey, you know, history for Return dummies. Return to the past again. Um, <laughs> is, is that uh, Forrest Gump? No. Yes. Okay. He. Uh, did you see where Tom Hanks got the Medal of Honor for, yeah. from the president? Oh, Absolutely. And it was so neat because they had the different Forrest Gumps getting the Medal of Honor oh, from the different presidents. Then they had him in the corner with Barack. Oh, that's fantastic. Very huh. cool. Oh, that's wow. Cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and they gave it to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Jordan. And Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, yeah. man. For, uh, she got the Freedom great. one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Vince Scully. Bruce Springsteen got one? Yeah, and it's kind of funny because... He looks so good in his suit. And of course, the internet went nuts with Trump's Medal of Honor winners like Rob Schneider, Victoria (laughs) Jackson. It's mostly Dave Rosowski doing this. Yeah, of course. And that guy, uh, the (laughs) one... That's our Dave. uh, He's going to get one. Chachi's going to get the Medal of Honor. Uh, It Uh, is so funny that Chachi was at the... (laughs) I mean, the... the, Antonio Sabato Jr. If Antonio Sabato Jr. showed up at the Democrats, I would absolutely say that's ridiculous, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is... uh, It's a big prestige pick, I think, disguising itself as a wide audience movie. Given the weekend I, it's opening. Well, you could have waited two weeks and just slid right in nicely with all the Oscar contenders. I don't well, know why I mean, they did it early. I mean, Which must mean it not be must not be Oscar yeah, contenders. That's mm. too bad. They could just easily I could see I could see accidentally seeing this at the DGA with you when we're going to see Oscar winners. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. still might. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean Zemeckis kind of puts out movies now that probably aren't gonna get an Oscar, but they're a little more popcorny, a little more for the audience, a little more visceral, because he still does all the special effects stuff. He has like a, a, a unique way of like the the walk. The thing. walk Joseph was corny, Gordon. but man was the last half hour unbelievable. But because good. it's Zemeckis, who else yeah. could pull that off? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean so here he's doing it with war and uh, I mean I don't know. It's just it's there's gonna be some spectacular stuff. I've already heard the battle sequences are pretty crazy. Oh that's good. Yeah. I've already heard, I've heard the action, the war stuff. Like he goes over the top. It's like a plane crash in flight. He just doesn't do a plane crash or a plane crash. That, in that's crazy too. Yeah, yeah that, fl- oh, uh-huh. that scene in the opening of flight. Yeah, and uh, Brad Pitt. If you haven't learned anything from the show, it's yes. I think we've always gone on about how that Ocean's Eleven gang, everything they do, you should just see. 
Mm-hmm. Clooney, Damon, Pitt. Love it or hate it, Julia it's Roberts. worth seeing. They don't just put out a crap movie. Hey, you didn't mention Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts. Thank you. Sure. I saw Money Monster. One good. But I, I saw had to Hook. See it. Yeah. Hey, that's the only one I hold that against her, and I blame that wig. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that and Mary Ryan. Is that what Mary it's called? Riley. Mary Riley. Mary, Riley. Mary Ryan's a friend of Mary Ryan, Ryan I like. Mary Riley I didn't like. <laughs> all right, let's get to our third movie of the all big right. weekend. The least creative title of all time is back. Woohoo! Bad Santa 2. Yay! The movie that poses the question, how many kids are going to get to see their first rated R movie when Grandma accidentally takes them to see this? <laughs> Karen, let's do it. Ho. Oh. <laughs> hey, Paul, say, oh. do you like your humor less than subtle? A whole lot less than subtle? Hey, Paul, are you the kind of moviegoer that insists that the punchline literally be a punch in your face? Well, then Bad Santa 2 is a movie for you. It's the holiday season, the annual celebration of family, Jesus, being together, and moving an elf when your kids aren't looking. It's also an annual tradition to be sick of all that. <laughs> this film celebrates the latter. The alcoholic pervert is back in your strip mall and ready to touch your kids. No, not the actual mall Santa. This is the movie version of the mall Santa. Billy Bob Thornton is dirty, drunk, cursing, and generally acting in a way that won't be too surprising for anyone who's met a Billy Bob. <laughs> Paul, yeah. is it wrong that I find this Santa kind of sexy? Yes. I just want to, I want to get on Billy Bob's naughty list, you know what I'm saying? That's right, Academy Award winner Billy Bob Thornton once again plays the wolf in urine-stained sheets clothing. (laughs) Oh, that Academy Award was for Best Adapted Screenplay. (laughs) (laughs) The disgruntled Santa in this movie seems on parallel with the disgruntled Billy Bob Thornton having to make another one of these Santa movies. Joining him, or not if you're looking too high up, is Tony Cox, his elf sidekick. Oh, hey, Paul, I'm not sure that's a PC term. I thought Trump defeated political correctness this last election. Is it wrong that I kind of find that elf a little sexy as well? Yes. And (laughs) Brett Kelly takes a break from waiting by the phone to reprise his lovable chubby dope Thurman Merman, now looking like the love child of Seth Rogen and Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) This movie is about a heist or a job or a score or something like that. Whatever it is, it's a reason to have a guy dressed like Santa and another guy dressed like an elf who says a lot. This time, the gang have set their sights on robbing a charity, and to pull off this robbery, it's going to take a whole lot of swearing. Don't worry. I think they're up to it. Things get complicated when Willie has sex with the charity's director, Diane, on a dumpster in the alley. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That doesn't complicate a thing. It just happens because, you know, he's a bad Santa. The first bad Santa was released on November 26, 2003, and this new one comes out nearly 13 years to the day. So that's lucky. Well, reviews are in, and the critics agree. Bad Santa 2 is the number one comedy playing at 110 in Theater 6 down the hall, just to your left. Oh, there you go. That's Bad Santa 2. Everything you wanted to know. Is this uh, this isn't directed by the same guy, right? Is it Terry Zweigoff? Terry Zweigoff. I'm I'm not sure. Is it? Actually, you know what? I feel like when it went into production, I feel like I read that he was on board. But I don't know if he still was. The internet will know. I mean, I loved his uh, Crumb, Crumb. documentary. Oh, I, I don't know what he's done yeah. since Bad Santa, though. That was, uh, yeah, he did Crumb. Yeah, and what did he do in the last 13 years? He did something in between Crumb and Bad Santa. But the t- I started looking up clips. I Unfortunately, I couldn't pull any for the show. I didn't have time. But uh, the delivery in that Bad Santa is just so fantastic. Anything, Any of the, the scenes with sandwiches, the kid's constantly asking him about sam- if he wants sandwiches. I find this conversation so hilarious. Like Billy Bob's sort of dismissive, 
He's like, oh, okay, we can have sandwiches. And he goes, what kind of sandwiches do you want? And he goes, I don't know, the, the usual type, the usual whatever. Wait, <laughs> like, dude, have you so ever dismissive. been there? I mean, I totally feel like that sometimes. You're just like, that's not at all an important part of my life right now. We're going to eat a sandwich. I don't care what it is. <laughs> yeah, but then you, you have those on? people that go on and you're like, shut up. <laughs> I don't care about your stupid sandwich. And I, I love stupid sandwiches. I love watching him when he's just, he always looks like he has a headache. Oh, I yes. love when he looks like he has a really bad headache. Yes. <laughs> well, this is from Mean Girls director Mark Waters. Oh, fun. Oh, That's a good okay. movie. So says the internet. All right. I want to see this. I will see this 100% yeah, before see, I see absolutely. Moana. Yeah. What? Oh, for sure. I Absolutely. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm yeah. just... But Moana has Lin-Manuel. Lin-Manuel Miranda's music. Come on. Mm. Hamilton. Yeah. The, well, oh, is it his music? It's his music for the love of Jimmy really? Ricketts. It's his music. Moana's... In Bad Santa? In Bad Santa, that's he's what covering. I, that's what I want. Yeah, he's covering Santa Claus is coming to town. He sits in the corner with his little his little guitar, and he's got a gang of lovable minorities. <laughs> Which you can say because you've dated an Arab. I've dated an Sorry, Arab. That's a callback. You don't know that. It's a callback off the air, I believe. Right? It really was. <laughs> yeah. The bit was that she could get away with saying anything on PC because she wants to date an Arab. Once dated an Arab, it's fine. Hey, look, I got a license to do that. So uh, I I can say anything yeah, on PC because I once met Donald Trump. <gasps> so, you can. So I have a pass now. I think. Hit on you. Yeah, that was interesting. Boy, it was it was well he was very nice, but you know luckily didn't get touchy. But yeah, we were doing this uh, kind of his pilot. <laughs> we were doing this pilot, and it was little kids interviewing people. So the little kid was out in front in the red carpet, and Donald Trump was very nice to him. He stopped and talked to the kid over all these other adults. He was just really kind of curious what this little boy was doing, and I was kneeling beside the little boy helping him with follow-up questions and just giving him some support and donald trump was very nice to him and then he just leans past the little kid and goes and who are you who's your friend here i'm like hi just ignore me he's like oh all right what's going on down there i'm like all right donald trump possible yeah, yeah. <laughs> adam missed opportunity to call this worse santa worse santa bad santa as well bad santa as well <laughs> All right, let's get to the next movie. It's oh, and uh, Paul didn't oh, yeah. put this in the script, but I just want to say this movie looks like it will smell a lot. <laughs> That's true. It's you, a true if, thing. If there was ever to be smell a vision for a movie, any dirty Santa suit, I'm telling you, there's going to be oh, there's going to be body odor, some uh, Jack Daniels. There's going to be a lot of smells going on. I love driving in L.A. I've been doing the L.A. Auto Show, so Adam, I've been taking that train. Yeah. yeah, it's the greatest, the, the smelliest. Pe- I mean, it, it's not like will someone oh, you smell think it smells? Tra- oh my god, it's not will someone on the train smell? It's the le- what level of smell? Oh, oh. someone will, will they smell. achieve? The trains don't smell though. No, the trains are fine. The, the stations are, are nice. It's the people. It's the people. Good lord, the yeah. dude sat in front of me, and I felt like the rest of the day it was still on me. You know, I smell it later, and they're like, "What is that?" Yeah, and I think it got in my hair just from being near him. Yeah, no, I. It's and it's it's when people smell like golden grams, right? Ah! I mean, that's that's like, really like a, like super bo smells like golden. This guy grams. smelled like death. Isn't it terrible when you can like feel the smell? Yeah. You can feel it coming yeah. over to you and clomming onto uh, you. And uh. I have had the experience you were describing a billion times. I'll just round up to a billion. And I'm so glad we passed that law, the ten million dollars to like. Everybody's sleeping in front of an empty warehouse downtown, and it's like, geez, can we just rent this warehouse and put these people in it? <laughs> but anyway. Did that pass? Yes, it did. I did pass, yeah. Oh, 
Five hundred, I think, five hundred homes. Good. Yeah, Thank God. yeah. I mean, they've, they've got to put these people somewhere. It's insane down there. It looks like Mad Max oh, I, downtown. No, I was uh, it looks lift, like Mad Max downtown. I'm driving for Lyft, and I came up through downtown, not knowing I was cutting through that, and I drove through there, and it is it, a tent city. It's crazy. You cannot believe that you are not in the worst part. Dude, of, I can't believe they're not filming movies down there and using those people for free as extras. There you go. So it's a bit of a. I bet that's a can of worms. Uh, <laughs> I'm just Don't saying. <laughs> Just saying. All right, let's get to the it's final like movie. Mad Max. <laughs> it, it, I mean, really it's like Waterworld. But I know exactly what that looks like. Yeah. Now that you're yeah. like, looks you, like, my, oh yeah, oh, you yeah. just Whoa, yeah. can't even believe what uh, uh, what's happening. Another movie that would be a fine smell vision. Oh. I bet you, if you really wanted to get the full smell vision, go see Bad Santa uh, on like the 9 p.m. Uh, Christmas Eve showing because mm. those are all the and like watch everyone's sitting by themselves. Of course, mm-hmm. that's the crew that would go on Christmas Eve and just go sit behind one of those people. That's the smell of a Yeah, and then it's going to get sticky vision because you know that hot chick's in there. Can, uh, can, ha- Ken, Hannah Kendricks or something? Sure. Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick. No, you yeah. could, you almost named four or five stars. I think all those apply. All They're all hot. <laughs> I mean, all these names. Anna. Anna, 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 Anna Kendrick. Anna. All right. Let's move on. This Woo. movie This movie is not afraid to jump the hip and hot trend of eccentric millionaires. <laughs> I smell the new virtual reality. Its rules don't apply. <laughs> Adam? But will Denzel fight? Virtuosity? Can't get out of a show without a virtuosity. No, reference. no. Another show, another virtuosity reference. <laughs> Not since The Aviator has an actor said, yeah, I should really play Howard Hughes. And this time it's Academy Award winner Warren Beatty. This is a movie about two youngsters and their forbidden love. One is an actress, the other a driver, and both are employed by billionaire businessman, aviator, filmmaker, and notorious womanizer Howard Hughes. Let me get this straight. A man who is known for his womanizing and philandering has a rule against those things when it comes to his employees? Wait, is this movie about the Catholic Church? No. Oh, Scientology? No. Religion in general? Nope. Uh, Well, maybe on some level, but it's actually about Hollywood. Maybe I'm not the right girl for this. I'm a square. A movie actress should have big bosoms and be sexy. I mean, in this town, aren't those the rules? Whew. 50 years later, it's nice to know things haven't changed much in Hollywood. You know, there are a lot of Howard Hughes stories that could be told, but this one tells the story of Marla Maples. Sorry, that's Marla Mabry, a small-town <laughs> beauty queen, songwriter, and devout Baptist virgin, all of which qualifies her for a trip to Hollywood, or at least one of its many cheap motels. She finds herself under contract with Howard Hughes Production Company, Meaning she could be the next Jane Russell or Marie Prevost. Okay, I've never seen one of his movies. <laughs> when his virginal new talent meets up with Frank, her deeply religious and engaged driver, it's love at first rewrite. Howard Hughes had one rule. No employee is allowed to have any relationship whatsoever with a contract actress. Actually, two rules. That one and no person will be discouraged from building and flying airplanes no matter how little talent they exhibit in the field. <laughs> Look him up. It's a really funny joke there. (laughs) Subscribe. Uh, This (laughs) this film is directed by Warren Beatty, script by Warren Beatty, co-starring Warren Beatty. Pitching Bugs Bunny, third base Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny, first base Bugs Bunny, shortstop Bugs Bunny, second base Bugs Bunny. (laughs) It's also one. It's also one of the trailers in recent memory that, that has was from Bugs Bunny. I'll just explain. Oh, to her. Yeah, Bugs yeah, that'd be great. Well, a long time ago, he was a comic. Was, uh, he was a comic uh, rabbit. Yeah. Many movies. Dear. It's also one of the trailers in recent memory that has its own drinking game. The rules don't apply to you. The rules don't apply to me? (laughs) Drink, drink. Uh, Like the presidents of the United States, the story of this millionaire takes place before he started storing his urine in bottles. There you go. Excellent. (laughs) 
It's before urine and after urine with him. I don't think Howard Hughes actually did that, but he got notoriously weird and grew his nails in out. In the aviator, stuff, they, uh, later. Yeah, did they, they showed that. Yeah. Did they do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that was accurate. Yeah. No, I mean, he supposedly had all kinds of weird OCD I things. think a Warren Beatty movie should be a bigger deal, shouldn't it? When's the last movie he put out? Is it Bullworth? It's been a long time, right? Because that's like, yeah, that's many moons ago. Yeah. Or but, Bugsy? Uh, no, uh, Bullworth no, is that. Bullworth Bugsy. since then. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this movie looks like a lot of fun. I don't think he's playing... Howard Hughes just completely nuts. Yeah, you know, just, but <laughs> but not like completely out of this world. You know, not unrealistic, but just on his own on his own plane of existence. Man, I wish I had the money to be my own on my own plane of existence. Oh, to be such an eccentric, that'd be like, great. I mean, I I, gl- I glance the surface of uh, eccentricity. You guys might think I'm you're a little saying, worse than that, but <laughs> <laughs> you're saying somebody that has so much money they could just. Figure out a way to become the president? They can do whatever they want. Wow. No matter what. How interesting. Uh, how, why didn't he? Well, that's... Uh, all right. Uh, that's a, that's a, you, that's unlikely, though. It's unlikely. Like, that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would never happen. I mean... Why would you script, want to? Why would you want all that produce. pressure of having to do that when you could just hang out in, like, a fancy restaurant or go golfing all the time? And this uh, Alden Ehrenreich, right? Is that his name? Who is uh, tapped to play Han Solo in the next movie? Oh, who's is the it? young Han Solo? Oh, oh that's he's awesome. Yeah, he's the young driver? man, the Frank the driver. In oh, this. and when he, I, I saw that because he looks like Orson Welles to me. He was in Hail Caesar, mm-hmm. and I thought he looked like Orson Welles. But then the scenes in this looks like young Harrison Ford. Ooh. Oh, good, that's yeah. cool. Got oh. the got the low brow, the jawline. You know, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I think there's something for me in each of this week's movies. That right there, that's that's a great reason to go see. I mean, of course, the Warren Beatty connection. And I just saw Shampoo, which I'd never seen before. Oh, never seen I Shampoo? still haven't, no. This was the greatest way to ring in the Trump administration, was at the New Beverly. They had an election <laughs> night special, and they showed Shampoo and The Candidate. Two classic 70s movies, one with Warren Beatty, one with uh, uh, that Red, guy. Redford. Sure, Robert Redford. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My brain is going. Captain America, the Winter Soldier's Robert Redford. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Why hasn't Warren Beatty been in a Marvel movie? That's where we're missing him. He'd be great in one of those. That's yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> Behind you is the Bugsy poster, and they are just such beautiful people. Annette Bening and Warren Beatty, that's crazy how good looking they are in those. That is crazy good looking right there. It's stupid. His hair in Shampoo and the Parallax View are it's this amazing <laughs> mop. I'm so jealous of it. I want it so badly. And have a good weight, too. Yeah, all those. Oh, yeah. Hey, you've got that big square. Mop of hair. I mean, mm-hmm. that's is that is that sexy hair like that? Or oh, is that I don't, like I don't know. It's better than no hair. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Big seventies hair. <laughs> there is an invention called movies, and on this invention, they show shows. Oh. <laughs> it's also Netflix. A lot of this is going to be on there for you. You can just look it up later. It's true, man. Mm-hmm. Have you Netflix and uh, chilled with anybody? Oh, <laughs> have I? Not since it became a thing. It's such a thing. But like before, it was a thing. Yeah. Sure. You're like I was Netflix, I was Netflix and chill before it was. Before it was Netflix and Gosh, chill. Gosh, you know yeah. what? That screams Netflix, chill, and rapey to me. Yeah, you, you gonna tell because me because going on like a first date with some guy you really don't know. I don't want to be alone in a building with a door that doesn't have other people in it. No, it's not a first date thing. Oh, it's all right. like your friend. It's like your guy friend who's like, instead of him being like, "You want to come over and hook up?" Because that's yeah, rapey. Right? But him being like, "Hey, you know, I know we've been in improv class for a while. Do you want to come over and like watch Netflix?" And then of course the girl's just like, "Yep," yeah, because I don't have Netflix. Of course, boo doo boo doo boo boo, and then that's how it progressed. Ah, uh, 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 so you would Netflix and chill back when you could actually say, "You want a Netflix." And chill yeah. because now you couldn't say that because now they, they know that's a thing, right? Are you telling me that I would miss the movie? <laughs> Paul would never Netflix yeah, and chill. I'm down for no. that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll reality TV and chill. 
Ugh. Yeah, that's that's the mood killer right there. That would I'll cable def- news and chill. Paul, I mean, uh, what if it's- I don't think you understand how this is supposed to. <laughs> yeah. it's, I gotta Not put on so something. I'm, I'm gonna be excited to ignore. Uh, you gotta put on something that gets the girl like in the mood. Like, yeah, look at th- that guy with the face. And What's on like, Netflix? Mm-hmm. Walking oh. Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: if if you're choosing like uh, humanoids from the deep, you'd miss that to make out, right? <laughs> I would. I, I don't think the chick would stay around long Let, enough if humanoids from the deep was yeah. on. Here's the move. Here's the move. And I bet I bet oh, you no. somebody's done this. Go to the right, not to you, the left. You put you put on the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie <laughs> with the Bee Gees because it's the Bee Gees. But it's also stupid, and you can make fun of it. But they're Beatles songs, so that's kind of enjoyable. Mm. And then you kind of make fun of it, and then you Netflix. And Can't show. we just watch? That's my suggestion. Uh, Love Actually. No, you get into that. You gotta find something you're a little distant yeah, from, yeah, right? Yeah, but you get hot for the guys on Love Actually, I and then you'll turn the and be like, oh, "Good enough, okay. this guy." Now, if you've seen Colin Firth isn't here, but this guy is. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. It. Is you want the girl to start just kind of getting in the mode? Because for women, it really is about mm-hmm. getting in the mental mode, and then, yeah, that's why Hugh Grant, somebody like that, is good. Oh, ah. Liam Neeson. Oh, 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 Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, and he's not like losing his daughter pathetically. Yeah, he's one. adorable. He's helping his little boy. That's a good one. Love Actually. There's many men, and it's different types so women can find one yeah, they're into okay. and then those little squirrely guys who go to the states to get hooking up that's, and, that's and, the Netflix and, and it's inspiring in the sense that women are like I gotta find love uh, I guess pathetic Jim's here so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi I'm pathetic Jim yeah. <laughs> Marvel's newest creation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if you've seen if you've seen Netflix or I'm sorry love actually a number yes. of times too yeah you let it go oh, right? yeah oh, okay yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. I've never seen Donnie Darko I may I gotta, yeah, gotta yeah. pay attention yeah, I don't know if you I mean who it depends on who you have over. If you have a, like a goth yeah. chick or something, that might work. You know, that brings up a good point. There's no <laughs> oh my quintessential. God, you're right. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> so that's. You want a Netflix and chill? Oh, wait, let's see. Let me see how beautiful you are. All right. So then you go, oh, I've never seen shampoo. I kind of want to see it. Then you're about right for that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Is that what you do? Is that the judgment you make? No, I'm saying for Donnie Darko, you'd get a goth chick. I mean, you would show that to a goth girl right where, where how we get back on the shampoo no i was yeah, just saying because I'm i've never lost. seen it and i want yeah, to see do. it so oh, i'm not I gonna see. get a hot chick i was just gonna say oh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mean that i don't mean i don't mean pick your movie and then pick the girl <laughs> like I thought, oh, let's see <laughs> see yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wait that's saying food. that you have so many girls that's exactly that you what i was all. yeah oh, i think no. you'd be better you off to get a girl any girl and then you look at netflix well that was the original i'm just saying karen you do know me actually if you're begging girls to come over for netflix and chill you don't get to pick the girl no you're yes and also to go back to the sergeant pepper's thing i was just thinking generic uh improviser <laughs> no. Someone who's maybe into military jackets. Mm. I got you. I'm beating girls away Dr. with Strange the DVD shirts, player like that. that we're not using. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe Love Actually isn't a good uh, aphrodisiac for a guy because if you think about it, only the one chick is your quintessential good-looking, the little skinny bridey one. Mm. Then the rest are all Kira kind Knightley. of. What about the girl? Uh, what did you say? Well, I'm, Kira Knightley. I'm talking like guy quintessential. Like I think she's adorable. The one that hooks up with Hugh Grant. Yeah, is gorgeous. that girl. She's super. But cute. she's like kind Kira of Knightley. our version of super cute. Yes. Like dudes wouldn't be like, I gotta bang her. They're gonna be like, she looks like the chick that blew President Clinton. Oh. I'll but take she... Kira Daly or Knightley. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 
don't know. I, and I love the chick that hooks up with Colin Firth, but I don't think anybody would tune in on purpose. I can't even remember who that is. She's oh, the, the, yeah, the... the uh, what was she? Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, she was cute. She's totally she cute. cute. She's a woman's kind of. Isn't she attractive? So you've seen movies. <laughs> I saw that movie. What about what about Andrew Lincoln? Who's you know was the the guy who was in love with Kira Knightley? Oh, the but oh, now fighting he's like, zombies. Now he's the head oh, of the Walking that Dead. Horrible, horrible oh. sweater in yeah. that scene. That horrible blue sweater yeah. Ugh, that had the lines. I'll never forget that. Andrew Lincoln, sweater. vampire killer. <laughs> he's a zombie, zombie killer. Sure. Joaquin Dead. <laughs> Joaquin who? Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin. Joaquin Dead. Oh my yeah. God. Cool Pat Pat Joaquin Dead. Joaquin Dead. <laughs> Somebody's going to make that. Subscribe. That's amazing. <laughs> we have to make a short of that. Joaquin Holy God. Dead. Absolutely. Copyright. You're going to get sued. What's the date? Time, date, and time. 10 10. <laughs> That's amazing. He's weird enough. He'd be in your movie. You just have to get a hold of him. Nice. All right. Nice. Well, that's done. Done. Right. Done. Let's hey, we've on. developed a property. Or I think we're done with the we're show. We're good. Right? Oh, wait. wait. We have quality time with our guests. <laughs> An actress who's performed at Disneyland, Ringling Brothers, and Barlow and Bailey Circus. Really? And more. It's the same thing. Cool. we got to get to the bottom yeah. of all this. Yeah. Plus, she's producing and starring in a new upcoming show called Women Rule Broadway. Hmm. Jean-Vive Flatty. Oh, that is a beautiful man. So that was quantity time with her. Now that we're going to get to the quality time. I, now I, I now realize I can't say your name in full volume. Jean-Vive. Oh, Jean-Vive. I have to go down you there. You gotta say it less rapey, though. You can't. Yeah. You're all like yeah, guyly about it. Yeah. Stop. The you're, cool breeze. Right now you're saying cool breeze. no, because now my ovaries are going like up into my throat. Oh, like, get away! No, 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 not no, a good no, place no. for him. That <laughs> can't be right. Yeah, I can't believe it. Well, <laughs> did, did, but did your mom yell at you? Uh, it, how do you yell Jean-Vive like if you got in trouble oh, or something? Because I, you can't, oh, yeah. you can't go like super sexy if you're. Jean-Vive. That was what I got. Genevieve, get down here. Get down like, here. Oh, no. I spit when I said it. <laughs> but that is a hard name to shout. Uh, I had an easy one to shout. Paul had an easy you one. You know, it's shout. very late Mizzy, though, when you shout it. Oh, because it sounds like Jean Valjean, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Or John Bonet. I'm about John Bonet's oh, yeah. would have been age, so I get that every once in a while. Like, oh. are you are you John Bonet? And you're like, well, uh, maybe. Absolutely. I can't remember anything before I was seven. <laughs> what's the thing? What's the thing people said about your name that you're sick of? Because I just got my um, least favorite, which is Hey Adam, Where's Eve? I got it from an Uber driver. I'm like, do I need this from you? I believe I'm paying you to take me home. And, I've never, yeah. I've never thought that. I neither have I. Nope. Yeah, it's because no. you're an adult. Because <laughs> you're not in fourth grade. That's coincidentally <laughs> where it came up with. <laughs> <a lot. laughs> Um, I get I get Jambonet, I get Guinevere, I get uh, I can understand Genevieve. I, I like that. I'm like oh, all right, but Guinevere. I'm like there's no R. There's no R in any of those letters. So man. oh, when I was a kid, because uh, kids are brilliant, they'd call me uh, John. Uh, oh, what did they say? Oh, Chronicles of Narnia. I've already forgotten. Oh, uh, Caspian. No. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, John John Bier. I got that a lot as a kid. John, John's a boy's name. John Bier. <laughs> you know, the they were brilliant. hilarious. They were so funny. Yeah, they really were. It's no. funny. A friend of mine has like, a, I don't know, he's like 12 years old or something like 13, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. And everything, I mean, honestly, like I can count it. I, I know I, it's out of just being purely nice that I don't just say, yeah, but you're stupid. You're a kid. Like everything, everything every opinion has, and I go, yeah, but you're stupid. You're 13. What do you know? <laughs> you don't know anything. I, I'm, I'm an old guy. I've, I've been through all kinds of stuff. I'm like you're stupid. That's why. But you, you can't say you that. You can't say that. <laughs> I mean, you can. It's you just frowned but it's upon. true. Yeah, yeah, it's just frowned upon. 
So let's talk about this show, Women Rule Broadway. Oh, okay. Explain us. So Women Rule Broadway is a live uh, musical cabaret, musical theater review, um, where women perform roles that were written originally for men, uh, but we're performing them as women. Mm-hmm. And they include? Uh, ooh, uh, well, the content's actually a little bit secretive. We're not telling uh, everyone what they're going to see in the is, show. Is that a, the, back in Shakespearean times, right? Guys would play girls. And Guys would play that, girls. That, so, I mean, are you doing anything that's classical like that? Or is um, that, is that no, a it's reference? All, it's, or, all it's all musical and theater. And the oh. concept, I've been wanting to do a show like this for as long as I can remember. Because when I was a kid, I was never really like an ingenue kind of girl. Um, and those parts... Ingenue! Even as, get over here! Uh, yeah! <laughs> Those parts never really appealed to me because if you go back to like let's say a really classical uh, musical theater show, um, The Music Man. Now Harold Hill's the lead in that. He gets to sing this awesome song, Trouble. Well, you got trouble, my friend. And then he also gets to do 76 trombones. <laughs> the whole town gets riled up. The yeah. whole town, he gets all these awesome numbers and the guys get to do like the <laughs> barbershop quartet and the lead girl <laughs> is Marion the Librarian who's this bitch-ass bitch <laughs> who's so not fun, not anything, just like, I'm going to read my books and shh, quiet in the library because I'm Mary in the library. And she sings this horrible ingenue ballad that every single female sings, which is like, one day my man will be a man. And it's like, uh, ew. So... So you want to sing 76 trombones. I want to sing 76 trombones. I knew when I was 10 years old, I knew all the words to, to trouble. And the guy that played Harold Hill, it was children's theater, the 17-year-old boy playing Harold Hill, didn't know the words. He, he screwed them up every single night. And I went to the director. I was 10. And I said, I can sing that song. Can I sing that song? And I started to do it and did it perfectly. I know because I still know all the lyrics. And they laughed and they said, no, you're a girl. And it wasn't, no, you're 10. It was, no, you're a girl. And I was like, ooh, no. Mm -mm. Revenge will come, Dickie. Someday I'm going to do a show. One day. But, but you're right. And the topic of so many of those songs, too, is guys and boys and like like the girls actually don't get like the big wide sweeping topic of their um, songs either a lot and of times. It you know? still plagues actually uh, Broadway today. My example now is even in Hamilton. I love Hamilton. Lin-Manuel's Broadway hit. Uh, because the lead men, Hamilton and Lafayette and George Washington, they all get to sing about their goals and, and overcoming adversity and, and making a new country again. And the women get to sing uh, Helpless, which is Hamilton makes me feel helpless. They get to sing um, Satisfied, which is, oh no, I'm in love with my sister's husband and, I, and he'll never be satisfied with her and I'll never be satisfied without him, which is about him. And then in the second act, she gets to sing Burn, which is, oh no, you cheated on me and now I'm going to burn our life together. Oh, I'm so upset about him. So it's really like, and even though those songs are great, those are very well-written and good, meaty roles, but they're still about him. And as opposed to Hamilton over here and they're like, we're gonna smash the British in the face and blah, 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 and they get to do these cool raps and oh, it's amazing. And then the girls get to sing about Hamilton and how great he is. And so even that show, and it's not his fault, he didn't write history. Um, right. I was but, gonna say there was probably source material he had to work with that yes. was as um, it was. But even that, like that's still like, oh, if I was gonna play anybody in that show, I wouldn't want to play any of the women. I'd want to play one of the men's roles because uh, they get these cool raps. But so uh, and now you will. And now we will in our show. We're gonna all when I 
asked the girls when they were auditioning, I said, what roles have you always wanted to play? And it was such a, every single girl had an immediate answer of, I've always wanted to play Gaston. I've always wanted to play this. I think I would be funnier or better or stronger or whatever. And I'm also trying to help break down the the walls of these horrible rigid categories that mean this is what a woman is and this is what attractive is as well as for men this is what a leading man is supposed to be and how men are supposed to behave because it's boring and it's not true um and life reflects art and art reflects life so whatever we see on the stage and screen we believe to be true in our own lives so now it's time to change what we see so we can change the way society is and after everything that's happened this year in 2016, we need a show like this more than ever, I think. One of the things Karen liked about the new Ghostbusters remake is that they never did it for a man. They had no. ghosts to fight, they bonded together, and they went on and they fought the ghosts. They didn't yes. like yeah, try and win. Yeah, they were scientists, not wives and mothers. Right. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters, and I mm -hmm. had my own opinions about that movie, but I did say it was the first fight scene where the women didn't fight in a sexy way. They fought to kick ass. And they run. They ran towards a danger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, even if you can do you think of uh, Tomb Raider, Angelina Jolie is fighting in a really sexy, all of her moves are really, the way they shoot it, the yeah. way that she's costumed. A low angle. This, um, with, um, what's her, the blonde one that's like, so Kate. Uh, McKinnon. Kate, oh yeah, man. Her, her slow motion just like destroying things going through. And right down to not having sexy outfits. Right. Like they got the jumpsuits. I love that. And they never check their hair and makeup. They right. never think they look fat. Right. It, I love that. It's not about that. And guess what? That's how, Women are just... And the same thing with Women Rule Broadway is we're not trying to make things feminine. We're not trying to prove that we can play like the boys. We're trying to prove that we are just as much fully complex human beings as men. And, and worthy of... of your life reflected on stage more so than it is. Yes. Um, for people like me, romance has not once ever really taken a prominent role in the decision-making of my life. Um, I'm not a big dater. I'm not a big anything uh, of that side. Romantic movies don't really hit home with me. But stories about... Except Love Actually. Except Love Actually, man. <laughs> yeah, Liam you know Neeson. how to Netflix and chill. Oh, but yeah. man. I'll Netflix <laughs> and chill all day. Uh, but the stories... Now, if people just start having sex during your show, it's cool. You're like, That's like, fine. It's like Netflix and chill, but we're for a live Broadway show. Broadway and chill. Broadway yeah. and chill. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I... And I think there's a lot of other women out there, especially now that... Uh, the, even though we've been trying to do women's movement since the 60s and 70s or even back in the 20s when we were trying to get the vote, um, women are now starting to really say, no, maybe I don't want what society has deemed I'm supposed to do, which is marry young, have kids, stay at home, because that still is what a lot of women feel they have to do and feel guilty if they don't do. Um, whereas no one, no male... Not really. On even on uh, on the red carpet, when they're being interviewed, no one's going up to the men like, "Where are the where are the kids tonight?" Or do you feel guilty that you're on set all the time? But they ask that consistently of the actresses. Where are the children tonight? Do you feel guilty being away from your kids? Why aren't you married? They ask that of Jennifer Lawrence all the time. When we were auditioning, when the Boubets were auditioning for America's Got Talent, we were in this waiting room forever, and so people would come around and talk to you and stuff. And this one girl, she must have been about 18, and she was from the South, and she was a little country singer. She came over, and she was talking to us, and and I was just tired and didn't want to talk to her. But the other two girls are nicer than I am. And so she's like, so how's it going, all y'all? And so Leah's being nice to her and Heather. And she goes, so where are you where all from? And we said L.A., and she goes, y'all have babies? And I said, no, we did everything we could to prevent that. <laughs> and she just was like, ah, you can see her start to shake. Yeah. And then Leah, of course, calmed it down. But I'm like, no, 
I'm like, God, no. We did everything we could to prevent that. And just to set the scene for the audience to find that as funny as you should, they all have beehive hairdos <laughs> and red dresses Wee. and giant push-up yeah. bras yeah. and gaudy uh, uh, yeah. everything. And we're all dressed alike. <laughs> and she just, she just, you know, she was brave to come into that circle of crazy. But that was her point of view. Is like, so y'all got babies? Yeah. Hey, you know. No. Yep. That will, like I never would ask anyone that. No, in that random. So for our show, Women Rule Broadway, we are doing these songs that uh, I'll say, for example, like Gaston. We're not doing Gaston in the show, uh, but, but if you were, but if we were, we are not dressing up as men and pretend and stomping mm. around like men and doing it in the men's key. No, 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 no. Um, it is what is the the woman's equivalent, not even the female equivalent. Just like, are what you it, changing it, pronouns? Uh, we are not changing pronouns just for legal purposes. Okay, because uh, we we don't. I was curious change. about keys and pronouns because uh, I always have to think about that. We're changing keys, but we're not changing pronouns because we trust that the audience will, is not going to be like they said, brother. Uh, I he's my brother. Well, now we don't understand what's going on. Um, <laughs> but also just for respect out of the writers uh, and respect of the audience's hopeful intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. tricky thing with a lot of those musicals is they were written from the point of view of what capacity women served in those times yes. so that really stinks so hopefully with you doing these kind of shows you will change the role of women so in the future we will not be written sure. as those parts and part, to begin uh, with and as a female comedian really um it's very frustrating to see when they write female comedy as though it's different from male comedy mm. um and so yeah, what was female comedy in old musicals like I mean, what was the sort of comic was, uh, business Ado oh, Annie in Oklahoma uh, yeah it's just being like overly abrasive and overly overly crazy I guess is what uh, I'm saying. and overly easy overly dumbly easy bim, bimbo um like if you're doing um what's her face from uh Annie um the rooster's girlfriend oh yeah um, um where she's like really bimbo and ditzy and dumb yeah yeah so that's female comedy when they write comedy parts for women. I gotta say in Little Shop though they were saying something about her part though. Audrey was not written it was written from the point of view of this isn't right. Women shouldn't be like this. Right. And that was really strong. Mm -hmm. That was interesting. So for our show um, we are doing songs that are very famous comedy songs that were written for men mm. and uh, we have a cast of very funny women um, and Good, we, we didn't. We didn't change the way that. It, like, well, this is how the men play it. So how are women gonna play goofy or silly or you know the underdog or the best friend that's trying to like keep up with the hot regular like. Uh, so it's to prove that there is really no difference, and our cast is. I want to talk about them for a second. You got the great E.G. Daly. We have E.G. Daly and Tara Strong. So if you don't know who they are, I promise you know who they are. Tara Strong uh, and E.G. Daly voiced your childhood. I promise <laughs> you. Tara Strong uh, is Tommy, or not Tommy Pickles. She's Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents. She plays uh, Dill Pickles on uh, Rugrats. Um, she plays Harley Quinn. She plays uh, Raven on Teen Titans and Teen Sweet. Titans Go. All right, now you She's got me. E I like look her up online it's everything yes, Harley Quinn okay yeah. um and yeah, then yeah. Oh, e. Daly is um she played Tommy Pickles on Rugrats uh they were both the original Powerpuff Girls Bubbles and what? Buttercup yep wow um they are both just prominent they cool. are the top two females in voiceover and also E.G. Daly sang the Better Off Dead theme song at the school dance in Better Off Dead. Oh, what? Really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> they are be better off fantastic. dead than to live without you. Yeah. Nice. And, that, and that 
in an interesting dress. Very 80s dress. Very 80s dress. She could barely walk in that dress. It was just so like sticking out. It was amazing. But I had met her once when she did a concert up at City Walk. So she's been singing and doing her own music for years. They both are from musical theater. Um, So they are so wonderful and so nice and been so supportive. And they're in the show. You'll like, if you come to see the show, they're in the flesh right there. Uh, And they're doing songs throughout the whole show. It's not just like one and done. Bye. Uh, They are. And sing the whole thing with a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was it hard? Did you uh, get some permission to for, for these songs? Uh, How does that work because out? Because it's a cabaret. Uh, cabarets, as long as you don't do more than three numbers ah. from a musical, and you don't do oh, uh, the like any dialogue from the show before yeah, or after, yeah. as long as it's just like, oh, cool. here's here it is, beep. Uh, then, then it is. Fine. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> so you can really do a best of like you know, with really? all these famous numbers. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, and it's December. It's December sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth in in West Hollywood, and tickets go on sale December first, and it's going to sell out really fast, uh, like incredibly fast. But the night of is going to be so well after fun this show because we're going to do like <laughs> raffles in between number in between numbers. It's going to be like a game show going on throughout the whole show where if you're in the audience uh, and we call on you to participate, um, <laughs> you're going to get it. It's a very interactive show. It'll be is, a fun night. Do the people have to bring plastic? Is there going to be smashed uh, fruits and stuff? Anything I, like that? I mean, we want you to not wear your tuxes <laughs> because yeah, you might get touched. <laughs> because you're coming to see the show and chill. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of musical theater history do you have? Um, I've been doing musicals since I was two and a half, and I was in probably a musical a month uh, until I was 20, and I was a musical, or a theater major and a perform- and a vocal performance major at Chapman University in Orange County, and I dropped out, uh, one, because I was super bored, and two, because I got cast in a national tour, so I was like, okay, babe, this is the worst, uh, and it was way fun <laughs> to leave. How many Broadway t-shirts did you have in sixth grade? I had none. Oh, did you have the lame jacket? Jack- yeah, lay- I just jacket. don't have a lame jacket. Miss Saigon shirt? Come on. What am I doing with my life? Uh, uh, so what was the tour? Uh, I got cast in the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey uh, yes, National cool. Tour. So I want to talk about that. You know, that well-known musical. <laughs> that well-known musical. <laughs> and how I got cast in that is like a real crazy story. My whole circus story is bananas. I have to imagine it would be. Yeah. Um, so how it happened at the time was I just saw an audition at Backstage.com and it was really cryptic. It just said, uh, looking for physical <laughs> improvisers. That was it. It didn't say oh, what it was that for. Could, that could go so wrong. Right. And like the audition notice said like... Uh, Who want to spend their life on train with your <laughs> your life. Dressed like walrus. Right. Uh, so we, I showed up and it just said like... But no costumes, no makeup at the audition. And I was like, sure, whatever. And so I showed up and there was like 150 people there. Um, and everyone, nobody looked the same. Nobody acted the same. There were some people in like full on like dog face makeup, uh, in clown makeup, in like spandex leotards, people that looked borderline homeless. It was we All said over. no makeup. No makeup. <laughs> People were dressed like dogs. And so the That's first, how well you listen. <laughs> the first like hour and a half of this audition was just a physical like test. They it was just an obstacle course essentially of like roll here, do this, stand up, jump up, boom, 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 and the, and they made cuts, slice, 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 cuts, and um, on and, Broadway, yeah. run, jump. <laughs> and I've been doing uh, junior Olympic volleyball for about eight years, so I was like uh, physically able to do all of this stuff. It was no big deal. And then uh, they had it down to like 20 
Um, and they said, okay, now we're going to see your acts. And I was like, uh, what? Uh, and they're like, hand whatever your, hand this guy your music and then we'll watch you do your act. And I watched a guy do weird contortions. A girl started stripping. Um, somebody else like did a weird mimey thing. Somebody juggled. So I was like, I still was like, what is this for? What is going on? Um, and then they said, okay, now, uh, uh, number 80, whatever. And I, stood up and I said, I don't have anything. I, I I thought this was an improv audition. I have nothing prepared. And they said, well, if we uh, provide you with some music, can you improvise a scene? And I was like, okay. And they're like, so improvise a scene, but you can't talk. I said, okay. And so they played music. Um, and to this day, I remember what I did because it's one of those things where you're like, start recording. Remember this forever. This is crazy. And it started out with the like, do, 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 do music, hey, that mm -hmm. song thing. Yeah. And I improvised like a little bird, like landing, and then the music got all like crazy, and I had the bird <laughs> start to attack me, and then I killed the bird, and then the music got all sad, and I and then I was sad and tried to make everyone like help the bird, and then the music got all happy again, and the bird flew away, and that was my audition. That that's wow. all. It, that's all I did, and they made cuts, 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 and then they taught. They had everybody else leave, and it was just me, and then they said like, "Can you leave on Monday?" <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what this is for. <laughs> Can you run away with the circus? Yeah. Literally and I, and I run said, away with the circus. I'm supposed to start school. I'm supposed to go back <laughs> for my junior year of college uh, next week. And they're like, well, can you go to Chicago instead? And they're like, this is for the Ringling Brothers Circus uh, to be like a, a, a clown and a sketch writer. And I was like, oh. yeah, uh, I guess I can do that instead. How cool is that? So I went and I did that for two years and I lived on the you train. You just did general clowning? Uh, we do, uh, yeah, you go through like... <laughs> I can't. Was not not advanced goof offery. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that sounded you funny to you. Left. To advanced goof offery. <laughs> um, they, you do like a really like two week crash course because clown college doesn't exist anymore. The Ringling Brothers Clown right. College was shut down in the eighties, and so now it's <laughs> um, just like two weeks the controversy. of like. Go, like they teach you this is how you fall off a, a ladder at 10 feet high there is no like easing you into it they like make you go on top of the ladder and they're like don't die and yeah. they push it and then <laughs> if you don't die you get to keep going um it was and it was so primitive i loved it there you live on the circus train that's a thing we still do in a room that's five by seven so it's the size of this table essentially <laughs> um and there's uh. like 300 performers and 12 are from america and there's 19 countries, a bazillion different languages. All touring awesome. together. All That's living and touring. And we You're a moving city. You're moving city, moving world, really. Wow, what an experience. It's great. Um, you learn a bunch of different languages and phrases in, in, in different uh, cultures. And um, we all like would sit outside of the train together and like have a fire. And we would share meals. And oh we would God. play like uh, one time, not one time, a lot of times, they, one of the Russians would play guitar or some of the band members would play guitar. And we'd all sing. They all know the words to American Pie. Uh, it's really <laughs> cool to see how no matter what your cultural or ethnic or religious background or whatever we can all sit together and sing american pie around a fire uh at with the strong man with and the, the snake lady yeah <laughs> and it was amazing I, I had that once in an audition just you know was quite the caliber audition that was <laughs> i just was for a commercial sure. where they showed up you know i showed up you're gonna be a knight i said okay so i go and i look at the text and all that i read the text and they say now give us some of your moves <laughs> like, I, like I had to have some sort of fight routine thing. I don't have any moves, you moves. know. There were guys who had moves. I don't have any moves. By the way, uh, see if you can guess the punchline, Paul. Do you know what they 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 canceled Clown College? You know what they call Clown College now? What? Trump University. That's exactly what I was saying. Hey. Oh. 
should have should have handed it to you. Ah, okay. You I was like, somebody's gonna guess the punchline. That's oh, too yeah. easy. It was way too easy. <laughs> I wanted you to have it. <laughs> so you're doing that, and then you get into puppetry. Uh, yeah, puppeteering was also an accident. It's a lateral um, move. <laughs> no, puppeteering came first. No, um, I was doing improv shows at Disneyland. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but it was in Innovations. No, it's still there. It's in Anaheim. Uh, oh, oh. Does it, is Disneyland still there? <laughs> it's a big deal. They're adding on. Star Wars. <laughs> Just like, oh. um, <laughs> they got confidence. They're building a Star Wars show. <laughs> they're gonna turn this thing around. They're they're like we got another eight years left. So um, I was doing those shows, and a girl that was in the show with me said, "I'm going to London. My improv troupe needs a new girl. You should audition." So I went and I auditioned, and they thought I was funny, I guess. And they were like, "Oh, this is for a puppet improv troupe, but we'll teach you how to puppeteer because you're oh. funny." And so the puppet specialist at that troupe is one of the puppet specialists at Disneyland. And so I did that puppeteering troupe called the All Puppet Players. And I did that for a little bit, and then I got cast in the circus, and so I left. And when I came back, he was like, hey, we need new puppeteers uh, at Disneyland and for Disney Junior. You should come and audition. I trained you. I know you can do it. So I went, and I got the gig. Um, and the only girl in almost every single profession I've ever worked, I've always been the only girl. In, the, in Clown Alley, uh, it was 12 clowns, and me, and then eventually another girl. Um, and then in puppeteering, it's 90% guys, and I'm usually the only girl in the room. Sometimes there's one other one. And then was uh, this Disney show, The Bear in the Big Blue House, and all that yes, stuff? Yes, Bear in the Big okay. Blue House, uh, and Handy Manny, and all that stuff. And now it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> it's way less cool branded. than Bear in the Big Blue House. <laughs> Got to be branded. Um, and so then I was working there, and I started to do puppeteering 40 hours a week. And so I got really strong and could do it. And then about two years ago, Jim Henson released uh, things, uh, an open call for the diversity program. And they were like, if you're not a straight white male, you're diverse in the world of puppeteering. <laughs> I'm so spitty. Um, That's okay. It's Bart's mic. Oh, good. Well, yeah, we'll see if he listens. Don't tell him. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> In two weeks, he's going to be like, why do I have all these like cold sores around my mouth? Um, <laughs> so I auditioned for that, and it was an improv audition. They just put a puppet on my hand, and I got to do a bunch of improv scenes with Kevin Clash, who is Elmo, and um, and Brian Henson, who's Jim Henson's son. And they thought I was funny, I guess, and I got in. Good compliments. They auditioned hundreds and hundreds of people, people that I know from the Muppets and people that I know from all over the country and all over the world. And they took, um, at first they took 30 of us and then after two weeks they made another cut and then after a year they made another cut and it came down to like maybe 10 of us. Um, and and so I'm still on their roster for that uh, with the Jim Henson Company. And for Puppet Up at all? And for Puppet Up, uh, yeah, they had they had their like core cast of like, maybe 20 people that they cycle through, everyone that's north of 40, and then they brought in the new young people from the diversity program, and uh, we trained with the Puppet Up people, and so they did their show in Vegas. It, uh, it only lasted six weeks, um, but they have us on roster in case they try to do it again. Yeah. That's cool. That's some, some crazy experiences. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly unique, those two. Uh, the I mean... Puppeteering and clowning yeah, are right? so out of left field, and like I did some some I mean, magic. professional clowning. I call what I do clowning. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk uh, blows to your ego. No, I'm kidding. Let's do. It. <laughs> let's talk things that didn't work out. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> how, how much time do you got, guys? Because there's a long list there. <laughs> well, let's get to what we That's ask awesome. every guest who comes on okay. the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie is tied between two movies, and it always will be, which is Aladdin and Hercules, the mm -hmm. Disney one. Really? Oh, I never yes. Straight Disney. So you are excited for Moana? I guess. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited because I want to hear Lin-Manuel's music. 
So this is, but this is Musker and Clements, right? It's the old Aladdin. It team. is the old Aladdin team. Old so I am excited team. for that. Yeah, and um, Beauty and the Beast and Little yeah, Mermaid. Yeah, I mean, too, as, right? as a musical Mermaid? fan, you must yes. have had all those CDs and stuff for Little Mermaid and stuff. I, as a oh kid, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, Disney. I grew up on Disney. Yeah. I, everybody else that I know watched Sesame Street or the Muppets growing up. I watched Disney movies yeah. in my house. Disney animation. I'm still shocked that Aladdin had the legs it has. I mean, when I watched it, I went, I don't know. He's doing what? He's doing well. He's doing. Uh, Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan jokes. I'm like, there's no way this has the legs. It doesn't like classic last forever. And yeah, it, it's it's huge. really. I mean, it's a great movie. But I just thought great. with the topical jokes, I just didn't think it would have the legs that well, Beauty and the Beast still did. Do. Which yeah. you know, God rest his soul, always what annoyed me about Robin Williams. I was like, again, are you going to this weird '50s? I mean, we go to these weird Ed Sullivan. I mean, that's not the first time I've heard him do Ed Sullivan, and I didn't really know who Ed Sullivan was for years like even though I'm like I just stopped doing that stop doing Sammy Davis Jr. or or like Martin Short it's like I mean I love him and all but it's like are you still doing Catherine Hepburn it's you know 20 you know, 2000 or the last time he did. he probably still does Catherine Jim Carrey Hepburn. squeezed I think uh um what's his name Kissinger into the Horton <laughs> Here's a Who movie I'm like what <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. what is do do you have a favorite Disney movie Karen Adam like Disney animated oh I got a tie. I don't think so. Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Oh, that's Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. I mean, taking up, I mean, taking Pixar run. out of the equation. Oh, of course. But yeah. Beauty and the Beast and Lion King, I would say, are like probably their top creations. Amazing. Amazing. Will last forever. Uh, Aladdin and Hercules hit me growing up because um, uh, for Aladdin, Robin Williams was the first person that I ever saw that I thought he's like me because when I was growing up and I still am but I've calmed down a lot I was super energetic and I could turn energy on a dime and I would be thinking about this borderline ADD um, and that's how Robin Williams yeah his performed. was uh, <laughs> influenced by cocaine usage yes. <laughs> uh, but it was but he was the first person that I besides uh, Lucille Ball that I thought they're just like me and it gave me a little bit of um like, because I got called like a freak and stuff a lot when I was a kid growing up. Other parents would say that to me at school. And so seeing Robin Williams behave that way and watching like the videos of him in the booth and the behind the scenes stuff. It, it, and he's saying, you know, and yeah. Too. And so, uh, and that's why Hercules, when Hercules came out in 1998, uh, really hit me too, because his whole thing is that he, they, they he was a freak and he's too much and he can't control his strength. Or, and for me, it was like, she can't control her energy. And... And not to mention Hercules' music is amazing. Um, and so his story of like, and then his song of uh, Go the Distance, uh, especially for people like me where romance isn't isn't my driving factor. It is trying to accomplish my goals and do what I want to do. Uh, that hit home. Do you like Tim Burton movies? I do not. Oh, those are the outsider movies, right? If you feel like, <clears throat> like you know, adults don't understand you and you're, you're considered a weirdo and stuff, I would think those would be the ones to gravitate to. But I'm not a big, uh, like, creepy, like, things are a little bit weird and, like, in the minor key. That's not me. I yeah. I do live in the kind of the Disney magic yeah. world. Yeah, operatic. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, like, there's still a little bit, there still is magic. There's still a little bit of twinkle in the eye. I still think that way, even though I am in comedy world and everything's terrible and the exists. All right, well, let's uh, wrap up the show now with Karen's best 
way we know how best to way. get it done. That's the only way that I think we've ever tried. Therefore, hey, if it ain't the broke. best way. Right? Of the ways. If it ain't broke, it's Karen's look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen, take it away. Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays, Karen's birthdays, Karen's birthdays, it's time for Karen's birthdays. Well, let's start off by wishing a very happy birthday, Mr. Colin Hanks. Ooh. I love Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks, he turns 39. He can play anywhere from a cop to a criminal. Yes, because in Elvis and Nixon, he played one of the men who were arrested in uh, the Nixon administration. He is fantastic. Didn't happen in the movie. movie. Didn't happen in the movie, but, but yeah. hysterical. Yeah. Oh, he is really funny. He's, he's a straight man, dead so pale face. Yeah. He takes to the. Yeah, very funny. You, if you don't know him from that, you might know him from the Fargo TV show where I first oh. realized who he was. He's just fantastic in that. So likable, so funny. Vacation. He's in the remake of the Vacation movie. Mm. And the House Bunny, which I never saw, but apparently he's in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> house Bunny. We get the House Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. The room, uh, was house bunny. Uh, he played someone named Preston in King Kong, he Paul. Yeah. Mm. And the very first credit on his IMDb is that thing you do as a male page. Uh, How did that happen? Who did he know? Who did he know? No. Gotta get connected. Hmm. You may not know this, some of you, (laughs) but he is the son of Tom Hanks. And Samantha Luz, who was um, Tom's wife before Rita Wilson. So Rita Wilson is his stepmother. So uh, that might have helped him in that thing you do. (laughs) But he's super great on his own, so it doesn't really even matter. Uh, On the Howard Stern show, he did an interview in 98, and he said they were asking him what he thinks his dad's favorite, his favorite movie of his dad's, his funniest movie was. And he said Bachelor Party, mm. which I have got to agree. I don't think you've ever seen Bachelor Party. Oh, <laughs> so ridiculous. Tom Hanks is fantastic in that, though. I love Money Pit when he falls through the floor and uh, he laughs and he can't breathe. Yes, which okay. we played that clip on here a few oh times, too, for punchlines. That's when the tub fell through the floor. The tub he falls the through tub. the floor oh, in the rug. In the rug. There's a That's ton of hilarious. funny stuff. Yeah, That's he can't funny. breathe because it's pushing, but he's also yelling for help. Yeah, G, check out Funny Tom Hanks. Okay. A lot of, you yeah, gotta go pretty back. big, pretty big. Tom Hanks, you said? Yep. You go go to anything Not before Tim big. Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Splash. <sighs> bachelor party. Burbs. By the way, one time uh, Colin Hanks did a monologue for an improv show I went to. Oh, cool. And what was funny is, you know, just w- when people do the monologue for an improv show, they come up and they talk a little bit about their lives. And he, of course, came up and he had a whole story to tell. But it's so funny because when the references would come to like, so then I get a call from my mom, like you and I would tell yeah. the story about like, and then it, my dad our, had to come pick me was up. Was it Armando? Was it was like, like an Armando, Armando type show. Oh, that's crazy. It, it was for the um, Deep Dish, the one oh, with Joe okay. Benjamin got in front of the show, uh, uh, and a couple of the friends. So when he'd say, "My dad's picking me well, up," well, that's the thing. It's Tom Hanks. You know, you have the when people are just like, uh, "Yeah," and my dad had coming up, and he tells it like any other story. But then you I'm and, embarrassed and, by my dad. Yeah, and if you just listen to it <laughs> yeah. like any story, you go, "Oh yeah, I, I, I've had that experience when my dad had to come pick me up." But then of course you realize, like, yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Oh. And again, his dad's a two-time Oscar-winning actor. <laughs> okay, well here, let me. It's, this is like Rita little, Wilson calls. This is like little game thing. Okay, so. He collaborated with Meg Ryan and my mom's new boyfriend in 2008. Okay. What three movies did his father star with Meg Ryan in? There were three of them. I can give you all three. Oh, okay. Paul. Sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Mm -hmm. You've got mail. Yes. You're correct. Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, Oh, Bart Love Joe versus the Volcano. Yes, very good, very good. I just think it's kind of fun when people have that in common. And, oh, go ahead. And I also love love the other guys, so when you say you've got mail, I say, oh, is that the movie where (laughs) Tom Hanks gets poison ivy up his rectum? No, I don't think that's the movie where Tom Hanks... No, that is. That (laughs) is. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, he definitely. Anyway, that's the first time the movie's been quoted this week. The other guys, yeah. <laughs> the other guys' movie. Uh, and then he had this quote on IMDb, and I just uh, copied it because it made me giggle. I think Robitussin is way underrated. <laughs> he has all these cool quotes about you know acting and stuff, and then that's just one. And I was like, well, I mean, that's true. Somebody, yeah, it's totally true. It somebody. gets overshadowed by Nyquil. So. Uh, oh, Nyquil's so great. Though. Nyquil's really good. Nyquil's mm. great, but Robitussin, it's 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 a strong second. It's good, just... and it's thicker, which I like the consistency of Robitussin. Yeah. I think once you go uh, Mucinex, you never go back. <laughs> and on that it's note, it's not just Tussin; it's Robitussin. Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Stephen Merchant, oh, who yes. turns forty-two, but he can play anywhere from a sidekick. To a leading man. As a matter of fact, I used to like his show, Hello Ladies. I doubt you did. Oh my gosh, How I fun. know. I uh, know Hello Ladies. There you go. I love Stephen Merchant. He's so He's funny such in a that. hot nerd guy. <laughs> he is he is pathetic Jim. Hey. Yes, he really he does. He really is pathetic yeah. Jim. So he nailed it. And I yeah. He so. was on Howard Stern talking and he was talking about the office, which he co and produced with Ricky Gervais. And he was saying that the the British version, there's this one character. That I can't remember his name, but Finchy? It's, <laughs> no, it's one of the. It's like the Dwight character only over there, and so they okay, told Gareth. the guy, Gareth. Yeah. They told Gareth, we need you to sound and act like, um, like what's his face, Stephen. And so Howard's like, well, that means he's just being you. Why didn't you just play you? Is it Ricky just wouldn't let you play you? And he would not fess up to that. He kept going, no, no, no. We wanted him to be like me. But not me. And Howard wouldn't let it go. I always thought that was kind of interesting because he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't drop it. But yeah, he, he never showed up on that show, did he? After all that. He no. started acting later. He started acting later, but he didn't he wasn't on camera. I don't know exactly what he that was all was about. He was in an episode of The Office. Was he in yeah. yeah. He was also did the animated the Ricky Gervais show. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's based on well, he their showed podcast. Up every one of those, yeah, he showed Fantastic. up in Life Life's Too Short and oh, the yeah. extras. extras. Yep, yeah. extras. Have extras. you seen extras? Fantastic! If you're an actor, it's so it's great. If you want to laugh, uh, type into YouTube uh, extras time zones. Oh, that time zone discussion where oh. he can't make a call to LA because the time zone is different. Oh. Uh, it, it's just, it just gets absurd that he tries to steer him onto when he can call L.A. from Great Britain, <laughs> from London. Dude, I'm right there with you. At 12 plus I, 8. I, well, not only time zones, that sounds amazing. I think I remember that. But also, if you're just an actor and you need just a quick reminder of what it is to be an actor, God. the one that he's doing with the guy, uh, the Gandalf guy. Oh, oh yes. Holy. With Ian McKellen. Yeah. Ian oh, McKellen breaks McKellen. it down. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. if you oh. don't know what to say. The words, the words are right here in the script. Uh, you just memorize them. I'm not really Gandalf. I'm really uh, Gandalf. <laughs> and then when he says, uh, 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 oh, I'm... Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Action. You shall not pass. Cut. Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Sir Ian. I'm not a wizard. I am not a wizard. And if I don't know to say the words, oh, God. But you know what? Another good clip, another classic clip from Life's Too Short is the one with Liam Neeson where he wants to do the That's brilliant. Is amazing. Look that up. Life's Too Short. She's riddled with AIDS. She's riddled with AIDS. Um, You can see, and they're so uncomfortable. Both he and Ricky are like, "Uh, you can see how that is. Mm. And then I like that they're like, we're going to start a brand new scene. Ignore that scene. Ignore Ignore that scene. scene. Let's start a brand new scene. Hello. Uh, (laughs) God, Liam Neeson. I've got AIDS. No, No. start down the path to extras. The finale is brilliant. Yeah. Not just funny, but they drive home a message. Are you having a laugh, Paul? Are you having a laugh? 
Anyway, uh, if you're wondering how they met this whole Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant thing, they met for the first time in 1997. Uh, Gervais, he was in a position as head of speech at a London radio station, Mm. and he hired Merchant as an assistant. He says that it's because it's the first resume he was given. So (laughs) I don't know if that's true, if Ricky's just having a laugh, but that's how they got together. And they started hosting a Sunday afternoon radio show, started writing The Office together, and then they were pitching The Office and... It took off. It's just neat. Whenever you look at stuff that's so successful like that, you think, well, of course, it was always meant to be. But then when you go back, it's two dudes at a radio station. One of them's afraid he's going to lose his job. So they're like, we have to do something quick. So they start writing this thing on nights and weekends. Yep. It's so cool. I think, I, think, I think the way to sum up that and perhaps this whole show is life is just one big clown college. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And it really is. On that note, <laughs> Adam, you know how much I love when celebrities you sing. You know, I can't get anything done no, because people constantly are asking me uh, whether you like celebrities. And I, and I say, look, there's two things you got to know about Karen Tell Murphy. me, what are those? One is she cannot go a day without referencing the movie Virtuosity. It happens all the time. And the <laughs> other, go ahead. It just happened. And the other one is that she loves when celebrities sing. Did I you do. know this? Oh, I did not. Oh, there's now. so much to learn. And this one is particularly, it's kismet, <laughs> as some might say, because this one is Mr. Stephen Merchant. He's singing a little Wind Beneath My Wings, but he's being Ooh, joined. Fantastic. Being, it's from an outtake from the Tooth Fairy, so he's being joined by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, that's fantastic. It must have been cold there in my shadow. He's melodic. Oh, my God. Of sorts. To never have sunlight on your face. I don't think Is this from the movie too? Yeah, it's like an outtake. They're oh. saying karaoke. You were content to this the rock. <laughs> oh, that ties into the whole movie. That's yes, I'm yeah. look at me. Huh? You always walk a step behind. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. uh, That wraps another showcast, everybody. Together, we are the movie guys. Individually, we are. Camera movie. Walking Dead. Follow (laughs) us on Twitter at the movie guys. Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, (laughs) iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense for daily jokes and links. It's uh, tiring to keep up with that crap, but we try. Uh, Thanks to Jean-Vierre Flatty. What are the plugs? Is there social for the show? Uh, yes, you can look us up on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Women Rule Broadway. Just to how it sounds. Women Rule Broadway. Do you capitalize the word broad? Uh, yes, because we're broads. Just in case some people don't get the reference. And we're woman. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks as Whoa, always to man. Steve Schultz for his contributing uh, comedy material to the show every week. And of course, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net next week. Not a lot going on, I think, uh, movie-wise. Hollywood thinks these movies will just keep going into the next week. But uh, there's two movies we'll talk about. Well, these are the ones you watch with your family tomorrow after dinner, right? Um, yeah. And the, bad you don't Santa, get too. Yeah, let's go, kids! Since the season of just piling on every week, with they're trying to squeeze in the awards contenders and all that. You get too many movies every week. So watch some of these next week. But either way, we'll be here to do a show. Uh, and that's it. We'll see that's you then. That's, that's a lot of show. <laughs> <laughs>